We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Like, hey, Buck, your show's getting ready to start. Get it together. But, like, as this season progresses, as we get into juicier and juicier weeks, um, this music kind of makes makes me not be able to stand up for the next 10 minutes, if you know what I mean. Happy Sunday, a fantasy football Sunday on 610 Sports Radio, brought to you by Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, scenic views, Dusty Likens, Grant Nicholson here with you. I don't know how to let you know that the playoffs are near. As we get into the quiet piano part, it gets a little bit more serious. The playoffs are almost here. I mean, even Jim Mora, he knows they're coming. You know they're coming. This is probably a really, really big week for you in fantasy football. Or you're like in some of my leagues where it's just like, eh. Just get me to gambling on the Sunday. Get me to the you know the daily lineups, and I've got your, I've got your advice there as well. Uh, we will be joined by Steven Serta at 9:25, as we are every single week here on a Fantasy Football Sunday Show on 610 Sports Radio. Once again, brought to you by our folks at Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, scenic views. Jay Southland Toe Service text line 913-576-7610. Lineup questions. I tend to get to them all. Maybe not in orderly fashion. So if you're in your car for like two minutes and then you pop a question, you're out. I can't promise anything. I don't work quick, I guess is the best way to put that. Just be honest with people. Straight out of the shoot. That way you don't let them up for disappointment in the future. That's my Sunday advice. Every week we, uh, we do this show. We like to bring you like who's in, who's out. Breaking news of the day. Probably so far in a fantasy world is that Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins both uh, a go today. Their their coach is told, obviously, Cliff Kingsbury, the next Oklahoma coach. I'm kidding. He's not going to do that. Um, But has said that that both players will be uh, active today in today's, today's game against Chicago. We'll get into that when we dive into some matchups here in a little bit. But I like to always kind of give you guys a good... 
look ahead, kind of make sure things are okay. By the way, Gardner Minshew is in the building. I say that because Jalen Hurts is nursing an ankle, may not go today, which is kind of a bummer because it's a big-time matchup uh, for Jalen Hurts, who could really, really eat today. But like I said, DeAndre Hopkins is in. Um, Kyler Murray is in. They play at Chicago. That's a heavily favored matchup. Um, both banged up the last three weeks. Somehow, Arizona is still relevant in the NFC. They've avoided uh, the, the catastrophic failure. But players that are out today, most of them that you already knew, Dalvin Cook, DeAndre Swift, Trey Flowers, Jordan Howard, Antonio Brown. I don't know what's going on with that. Um, Daniel Jones out. Debo Samuel breaks my heart out. Darren Waller out. I have a suggestion for you when it comes to Darren Waller and his replacement, 100 snaps total of snaps taken in his last game. Also, um, Landon Collins out, Joe Hayden, Shaquille Griffin, Asante Samuel, so some defensive guys to help you know uh, what you need to look forward to. But, Grant, like we do every week, let's dive into some matchups. So not the best day uh, for injury news. Jalen Hurts, questionable, like we said, ankle injury. Andy Dalton uh, just excited as hell to start because, uh, you know, not many times are coming for him. And then Mike Glennon is your starter for the Giants over Daniel Jones if you, uh, you know, if you want to go out and get some sort of defense and play the Miami, a sneaky play. But let's get into some matchups here. Bye weeks this week. Cleveland Browns, Green Bay Packers, Tennessee Titans, they could use it. And the Carolina Panthers, all on buys. A lot of running backs there on buys. Let's dive into these matchups. We start off with Arizona at Chicago. Like I said, welcome back, Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins. This might be the sign of good fortune for those of you in the fantasy land uh, playoff hunt. Those of you that have bit your nails week in and week out, one by a you know half of a point, one by maybe two points, and you've been rostering Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, you... Uh, you put that battery combo together, hoping that it could drive you through to the playoffs. Now, they are both healthy, somewhat. It, healthy enough to start in the NFL is like, I don't know, a guy that's going on six days without sleep but has to get one more shift in. That's what it sounds like when it comes to being healthy in the NFL this time of year. But they're back. You have to play them. They only give up 215 per game, that being the Bears, when it comes to passing yards kind of a scary number that their defense is doing that it's worth it to be eighth in the nfl when it comes to opposing wide receivers but again you didn't draft kyler murray and deandre hopkins to let him sit on the bench and they've been on there for the last three weeks it's time to put the metal to the pedal and go forward with it or the pedal to the metal um as for chicago not a good matchup in fact i think arizona is a top tier defense to play this week like i said andy dalton starting Allen Robinson hates Andy Dalton. I don't know this to be for sure, but I have a good feeling that that's why he just doesn't want to play today. He's playing, but he's not going to want to play. David Montgomery, always a start, I think, in any league that you have him. Just not an RB1, let alone an RB2, maybe a sub-flex when it comes to David Montgomery just because of the matchup against Arizona. This screams one of those games where Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins come back. They get up, you know, 21-3. to put it in drive, and just kind of coast out of Chicago and survive in advance and another hellacious week in the NFL. Matchup number two, Philadelphia at New York. This is what I thought was going to be kind of a fun matchup because it's been fun watching Jalen Hurts. Um, just because he's one of those quarterbacks that kind of has it all when it comes to the fantasy world. Um, at least in my opinion. 
because he gets a ton of rushing yards. He gets those rushing touchdowns that are always worth two points more for a passing touchdown. This was a matchup in which he could have been kind of heavily favored. So going to test his ankle. He's questionable. If he doesn't play, it's Gardner Minshew. It is what it is. Um, it's also fun to watch Jalen Hurts and Devonta Smith's connection kind of develop. Devonta Smith has been exceptional this year as a rookie wide receiver. Been a big target. Lots of volume. Played exactly what we thought he'd probably play coming out of Alabama where everyone thought he'd be too small in the NFL. He's done exactly that. When it comes to the Philadelphia backfield, Boston Scott's a question mark so far, but yet so is that entire running back committee. I don't like it. I don't want to play it moving forward. I want nothing to do with Philadelphia's backfield. I don't even want Boston Scott. Even though he could be a good play against the Jets, he's a question mark today. If he does play, one bad hit, doesn't play the rest of the game, then you don't know what to do. And again, like I said earlier, I can't iterate this more importantly. It's almost playoff time. Your mistakes, minimal. Almost can't have them. That's why I'm here for you. I don't want you to make mistakes. I want you to get going. Happy accidents. Shout out to Bob Ross. But for the Jets, Corey Davis, I think, is a very good play, even though somehow, someway, Philadelphia's their, their secondary, pretty solid against opposing wide receivers. But again, Corey Davis, big guy, solid option for the Jets. Doesn't matter who's going to be throwing for the Jets. Joe Flacco, Mike White, they're going to find Corey Davis. Tevin Coleman, also a solid play this week is the Philadelphia Phillies. Philadelphia Phillies. Philadelphia Eagles defense is ranked 24th in the fantasy world when it comes to opposing running backs. So, I'm okay if you want to play Coleman. But there ain't much when it comes to the Jets. <laughs> Next matchup, Colts at Houston. This one's weird. This is very heavily one-sided. This screams... My name's Jonathan Taylor, and I want to be back in the MVP talks. That's what this game speaks. Because last week, Jonathan Taylor, I think 83 rushing yards, had a touchdown. That's nine straight weeks with a touchdown. He is true as the North Star when it comes to RB1. He is the RB1 in fantasy land. Nobody better. This seems like a game where Jonathan Taylor probably comes back out and has one of those 150-yard rushing, two touchdowns, a few catches, for some 50-yard chunkage. Good game for Jonathan Taylor in this game. I think he eats, puts right back into the MVP talks. Not going to win it. I think the guy that's going to win it's coming up a little bit later, and I projected a big game for him as well. But it's just a really bad matchup for Houston, even if it's at home. I don't like Houston. Love Pittman Jr. in this matchup. I even like Carson Wentz if you have to use him this week because your normal quarterback is on a bye. Maybe you have an Aaron Rodgers. You're in a deep league. Carson Wentz is sitting there. I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad if you want to start Carson Wentz. This is a heavy matchup for the Colts. In fact, there may not be any Brandon Cooks. There's not going to be any David Johnson. Up to you. Colts defense is my lock defense this week. When it comes to fantasy football, and again, like I said, Jonathan Taylor, huge game. Enjoy that for all the owners. <laughs> For the next matchup, Broad. Just drop in, just ride the barrel and get pitted. So pitted. You're going to get pitted. Chargers at Cincinnati. Big matchup. This is it. This is the juice of the day. Other than, to me personally, the game tonight, obviously. But this is a big one, right? 
for me, this is the banger of matchups today because this is who is going to solidify themselves as the fourth horseman in this AFC picture moving forward. Chargers, Cincinnati, they both built their teams around franchise quarterbacks. They have a lot of options when it comes to wide receiver. I like everybody in this matchup. Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, Justin Herbert, uh, Keenan Allen, Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, everybody. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, everybody in this matchup, full go. We know who the top three teams in this AFC picture moving forward is. It's Kansas City, it's Buffalo, it's Baltimore. Who's the next big daddy? Is it Cincinnati? Is it the Chargers? Is it Burrow? Is it Herbert? We're going to find that out today. But this is a banger. Banger of an AFC matchup. The over in this game is 49 and a half. That's the over under. Smash the over. Both of these teams are scoring 25. Buckle up. Because that game, to me personally, is the biggest one. Next game, this is where I think the MVP shines. Right now, there's with no doubt in my mind, the MVP of the NFL is Tom Brady. It sucks to hear that, doesn't it? Because it's 2022, is it 2021? 2021, almost 2022, like 30 days, less than that even. Tom Brady today, big leap moving forward. Big separation day. Unless Patrick Mahomes does what I think he'll do, and we'll get to that as the last matchup today. But Tom Brady, Atlanta. It's at Atlanta. It's in a dome. Nothing's going to play a factor. Atlanta's terrible. Matt Ryan's done. Nothing going on. I think, and you could have heard this earlier this week on the podcast on Forced to Punt with myself. On the 435 Network, using the Odyssey app, going to 610sportsradio.com. I'm telling you, Tom Brady, he's good for 350 and four touchdowns today. Tom Brady, number one lock at quarterback this week. Tom Brady, 350, four touchdowns, destroys Atlanta. Also, big days for guys like Leonard Fournette. Had a big one last week. I'm not saying he's going to get you another 47, 40-plus, but he's going to get you somewhere around 20. Big day for Chris Godwin. Big day for Mike Evans. And last week I told you that Gronkowski was my lock at tight end. How'd he do? You're welcome. Like I said, I'm here to help. I'm here to make sure you make the playoffs. No mistakes, happy accidents. I still like Cordell Patterson because he is somebody that I want to talk to Steven Serta about, is kind of creating a new role in the NFL. Him and Debo Samuel. It's interesting. I also like Kyle Pitts. Big pitted, bro. Tampa Bay, 26th when it comes to opposing tight ends. Kyle Pitts is a superstar on the rise in the NFL. Matt Ryan's going to look his way a lot. He's going to look Cordell Patterson's way a lot. When they're down 35-10 to 10 in the fourth quarter, and Tom Brady's thrown for five touchdowns, four touchdowns, 300-plus yards. Tom Brady, lock at quarterback. Colts, lock at defense. Jonathan Taylor, lock at running back. Tampa Bay, big time over Atlanta today in that matchup as Tom Brady continues to shine and show us why he's just, well, the go. <laughs> we move on to another matchup, two more before the 3 o'clock hour, and then Steven Serta at 925. Giants at Miami. 
This game has a lot of weird fantasy things involved in this. Not that this game means anything, because it doesn't. It's a terrible game on paper. But Tua and Waddle have become kind of a dynamic duo. I get lots of questions about Waddle. Hey, Dusty, I have Stefan Diggs, and I have Jalen Waddle. Who do I play? Diggs plays Buffalo. Jalen Waddle plays New York. Let me emphasize this a little bit more. When it comes to fantasy football this time of year, you have to fall in love with the matchup, not the guy. Stephon Diggs is playing in Buffalo against New England on a cold, brisk Monday night. Jalen Waddle's playing in Miami against the Giants, who suck. Play the matchup. Jalen Waddle and Tua have definitely developed a connection. It's worked. Tua's gotten better with his career in the NFL because of this connection. This also helps Mike Gusecki. This also helps Miles Gaskin. But I think, and if I'm wrong, I'd be surprised, but I feel like Waddle and Tua have locked in, and they are locked in. It is the connection moving forward. I like Tua this week. Again, if you need to stream a quarterback, if you need a cheap option at quarterback, I think Tua's good. I think he's good today, at least. I don't know about his future, but I think Tua's good today with Miami. Has a favorable matchup. Has a good trust in his wide receiver. Has a good running back. Has a solid tight end. Not everybody's number one go-tos, but they work, and they work in a game like this. As it goes for the Giants, I kind of like Kenny Galladay. He saw seven targets last week. And with Daniel Jones out and Mike Glennon in, the man with the largest neck in the history of the world is going to be on a swivel, and he's going to be looking Kenny Galladay's way. Because when main guys are out, they got to look to the trusty target. Galladay's a big target. I like him this week. He can be sneaky explosive, and he's going up against the 30th, 3-0 ranked defense against opposing wide receivers. I like Kenny Galladay. Cheap stream, sneaky play if you have to play somebody that's, you know, missing a game because like a guy like Devontae Adams or maybe A.J. Brown is on the IR. You need to plug in a wide receiver. I like Kenny Galladay against Miami. I don't like that game, but I like that matchup. Our last matchup before we get to the break and get to Steven Serta, Minnesota at Detroit. How ironic is this game? Both guys, or both teams, in fact, big-time running backs this year. I've told everyone, year in, year out, year in, year out, don't draft running backs with your first couple picks. Don't do it. It's not worth it. Dalvin Cook, out. DeAndre Swift, out. Jamal Williams, in. Mattinson, in. Both defenses, terrible against the run. Minnesota's 22nd. Detroit's 28th. Jamal Williams should have, probably was, most definitely, the number one pickup in everybody's waiver wire this week. My guess. Alexander Mattinson, probably the second one. They both play each other this week in a very bad matchup. Minnesota at Detroit. So, no weather involved. I like Kirk Cousins in this matchup. Might have been my lock for quarterback if Brady wasn't playing the Atlanta Falcons. Kirk Cousins shines against bad teams. Now, this is a weird division matchup. Detroit is winless, but Kirk Cousins has Justin Jefferson. And if there's one thing we've seen in the last couple weeks, Justin Jefferson has shown to everyone he is a top five receiver moving forward in the NFL. 
It's been awesome to watch. Last year's a rookie, he was amazing. He had a slow start, but buckle up. Justin Jefferson is starting to arrive this year when it comes to the NFL. But like I said, this is a battle of the backup running backs. This is Alexander Mattinson versus Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams wants to eat. Jamal Williams wants to play. He's always been a solid backup. Now the, shot, now the light shines bright. He's going to get all of it. Passes, runs. Detroit's probably going to be down in this game. Jamal Williams is a guy you've got to start. He's a must start this week. He's an RB1 on this team, and he's a top 15 running back for me this week in fantasy football. Alexander Madison, same thing. Ain't nobody behind him. Well, there is, but he's the backup. He's the third down guy. No Dalvin Cook, lots of passes, lots of runs inside the five where Minnesota likes to give the ball to the running back. Gonna see a lot of action. Another guy that's gonna continue to see a lot of action until it proves me otherwise, Adam Thielen. I hate Adam Thielen. He makes things so confusing for me because I think Justin Jefferson's going to go off every single week for 7, 100, and 2. And he goes off for like 5, 80, and 1 because Adam Thielen gets like four catches, 40 yards, a touchdown, which is fine. You must play that week in and week out, especially with the circumstances that you're currently in moving into fantasy football playoff season. But it's just frustrating. But Justin Jefferson is a top five uh, lock for me. Wide receiver, Justin Jefferson. Running back, Jonathan Taylor. Defense, Colts. Quarterback, Tom Brady. I'll let you know who my lock is at tight end. We come back. Also, when we come back, we will have my guy, Steven Serta, here on a 610 football Sunday, fantasy football Sunday show. Dusty Likens, Great Nicholson. We'll be right back, and Steven Serta will join us. You're listening to Fantasy Football Sunday with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio, brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Broad, just drop in, ride the barrel and get pitted. So pitted. Back in on 610 Sports Fantasy Football Show brought to you by Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks, eat, drink, scenic views. Uh, almost 9.25. Almost time uh, for Steven Serta to arrive. I have thrown the bat signal. 
He's ready. It's another Sunday. It's a solid season. It's been fun. There's a lot of juice kind of throughout the day. Chargers, Bengals in the in the noon slate. Pittsburgh, Baltimore. Kind of in that 3 o'clock slate if that's kind of something you're into. But right now on 610 Sports Radio, joined by Mr. Steven Serta himself. How are you on this Sunday afternoon? How was your Thanksgiving? Are you finally... Uh, are you finally down to your normal uh, portion size? Are you still going big? Uh, I've been trying to eat better this week because I was off most of last week since the Chiefs were on a bye, and I just wrecked my body for like a week straight. Just had beers, had multiple Thanksgivings, so I think I'm in better shape this week. I've I've been kind of recovering all week and uh, trying to get my body in working order again. Well, that's good. I mean... You know, new you, new new year, new you, right? Yeah, I, I suppose. All right. Well, my first question for you is how well has Tom and Greg developed on – I'm kidding. We won't get into succession. But first question for you, Mr. Serta, is what's the best advice you give people for playoffs coming up? Because we are almost in fantasy playoff season, and my advice I gave earlier today was don't fall in love with the player, fall in love with the matchup. What say you? Yeah, I think that's a good strategy, um, especially this season where, you know, basically if you drafted one of the top five running backs, you're in bad shape right now. Um, you know, you might have gotten lucky and landed a guy like Elijah Mitchell, who has been huge if you were able to get him off of waivers in week one or something like that. But, you know, if you drafted Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, like Saquon Barkley, like all of those guys... They're basically just hurt you for most of the season, especially a guy like Saquon. You know, like Alvin Kamara and Derrick Henry were monsters when they were playing, but now they're not playing. We have no idea when Alvin Kamara is even going to come back. Christian McCaffrey's done for the year. So I think what you're seeing across a lot of fantasy leagues this year is that everybody's kind of neck and neck. Like everybody's kind of in the same circumstance where you're just trying to survive in advance every week and so hopefully you were already playing a lot of matchups because that's what you should have been doing in the first place especially if you had one of those top guys and that can help you kind of survive and then you know trade deadlines have passed so it's not like you can go out and acquire guys so from this point moving forward it's upside it's who you can get the most out of in your lineup on a weekly basis and I know my starting lineups are basically changing every week because I'm attacking matchups as opposed to individual players. If I don't have any like clear cut superstar caliber players, like if you don't have, you know, Debo Samuel or Jonathan Taylor or something like that, you just got to go with the upside and hope for the best. And hopefully you've acquired some guys throughout the season who have good fantasy playoff schedules because that's something you should be looking at all throughout the year. Is this the year, you kind of hinted on it a little bit earlier, but is this the year that now finally solidifies to everyone, even maybe the average fantasy goer, um, I'm not talking about people like you and I that are just, you know, buried into this thing come April, but for the average goer, is this the year that kind of solidifies why you cannot draft a running back with your top five picks because of where the NFL, A, is starting to evolve, and where, B, you see these guys just go down, and when you spend all your, you know, top five wealth, with a running back, and then they can't play for 
six weeks, five weeks, three weeks, it hurts you so much. We've seen that a lot this year. Is this year it solidifies for everyone out there? I mean, I don't think so. I'm still a running back early guy. And, you know, even with all the struggles that I've had this season with guys going down, it's just been a weird year for the running back position. And I think we are kind of seeing, like, a changing of the guard where, like, these superstar caliber running backs, I don't think we've ever had a season where, like, we've seen a shift amongst, like, the full top five running backs, right? Where everybody gets hurt, and if you were lucky enough to get a guy like Jonathan Taylor in the second round or Joe Mixon, you're probably in a lot better shape than the guy who had Derrick Henry or Christian McCaffrey or Alvin Kamara because of the way this season has played out. So would I be apprehensive about like taking one of those guys? Sure. But if I have the number one pick in my fantasy draft next year, I'm taking Jonathan Taylor and I'm not even questioning it for a second. So I don't think it should change your strategy all that much. I just think that the top guys that we're going to be targeting are going to be a little bit different next season. Like Jonathan Taylor's going to be the number one overall pick. Javante Williams is going to be a guy that's going to climb a ton in fantasy drafts headed into next year. I love J.K. Dobbins, who, you know, tore his ACL in the preseason, but I think he is a superstar caliber player if we actually get to see him become a RB1 and get some run that way. So he's a guy, like, in Dynasty Leagues. I'm trying to see if I can acquire J.K. Dobbins, like, before my Dynasty draft or something like that. Because I think if he's healthy, I think he's got, like, superstar upside. We just didn't get to see it this year because he unfortunately got hurt. Maybe one of these guys is just a freak. Uh, of an athlete, the other guy kind of just, I don't know, became a second type of player this year. When you look at Cordell Patterson and Debo Samuel, is that a position that we can see evolve or are these guys just anomalies when it comes to the sport? Because what they're doing is something I've never seen before because they're receivers, running backs, running backs, receivers. They are like initially a true flex in the NFL. Is that something we can see moving forward or are these guys just something that is just, you know, different than everybody else? I mean, I think they're just different than everybody else. I don't think we're seeing enough teams try this to where we could, like, project, oh, this guy's going to have that dual threat role is a pass catcher and runner. It's it. I, I think there's only one Debo Samuel in the NFL, really. You know, like, Cordero Patterson's been fantastic this season, and... You know, he's probably going to get drafted because of this, and you're going to hope that he's going to have a role in that Falcons offense next season. But, I mean, Cordero Patterson's 30 years old, so <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked if this just happens to be the best season of his entire career. I, he's not a guy I would project to have, like, longevity that way. Now, Debo is a legitimate bona fide superstar, and... The 49ers could continue to use him this way, especially next season once Trey Lance is the full-time starter, and they're going to do a lot more run-pass options, stuff like that with him because of his athleticism and his ability to run. Like, Debo's just going to be a monster, and Debo's probably going to be a first-round pick next year, and he absolutely should be, but I, I think it's kind of hard to project uh, a team using a player like that until we see it a little bit more across the league just because... Debo Samuel's just unstoppable right now. And unfortunately, he's out this week. Uh, it, it's a bummer for your fantasy team because he's been such a superstar. 
But yeah, it's just I I don't see a lot of other teams utilizing guys like that. You know, I I wish they would because Debo's really fun to watch, and I think there's a lot of guys around the league that. If they got that kind of workload, they could be productive similarly, but he's just impossible to tackle, dude. Yeah, he's been kind of disgusting, and it's it's crazy because in a lot of leagues, there's guys that are winning their leagues because of the fact that, you know, they got Cooper Cup late in the second or early, like mid-third. They got a Debo Samuel in the fourth or fifth round, and, and guys like that are starting to develop, which then makes, you know, makes the case of where they fall in next year's draft. But when I get to this next one, I, I, I have a tough time sort of with this today because I don't want to seem like a homer bias because I think this Chiefs-Broncos matchup could be more, I don't know, explosive than some say. I think a lot of people are thinking the under is going to hit in this game. We've seen the Chiefs defense kind of arrive. But the other matchup that's really got me juiced up is this Chargers-Bengals matchup. What say you when it comes to these three matchups? Which one are you more excited about? Chiefs-Broncos, Chargers-Bengals, Bills-Patriots. Um... It's for sure, for fantasy purposes, it's definitely the Bengals and Chargers. Like, this is one of my top games of the week that I am That's trying right. to make sure I get guys who are in this matchup. Um, I love Joe Burrow this week. I, I, I love Justin Herbert. And people are being a little bit cautious uh, about playing skill guys against the Chargers because their pass defense was really good early in the season, but it's kind of taken a step back over the last few weeks and they've been getting burned by some of these outside wide receivers so i think that the Bengals' passing offense has just as much of an opportunity to produce today as their running game like joe mixon should obviously be in your lineup he's been an absolute monster just stud getting huge massive amounts of carries over the last two games and he's produced He's got an opportunity to do that today because the Chargers run defense is just terrible and everybody has been able to run on them this season. So I'd expect a big Joe Mixon game, but I still like Burrow. I still like Jamar Chase. I still like T. Higgins. I think you can get all those guys in your lineup. And on the other side, I like all the Chargers weapons too. Um, you know, I, I'm a little cautious about Mike Williams just because... He's basically, since that awesome start to the season, now he is basically a touchdown-dependent wide receiver, and Keenan Allen's getting all the targets, Austin Eckler's getting targets and carries, and it's hard for you to rely on Mike Williams, but I think you could still take a chance on him this week. He's just, you got you got to you got to understand what he is at this point in the year, which is just a touchdown-dependent wide receiver, not that wide receiver one that he started the season looking like. When it comes to this Chiefs matchup against the Broncos, Denver, I think a top 10 scoring defense. They don't give up a ton. They made Joe Burr, or not Joe Burrow, they made uh, Justin Herbert look a little sketchy last week. What kind of matchup are you expecting tonight? Because, again, there's a lot of fantasy implications in this game as well. Yeah, um, you know, I, I'd kind of be shocked if the Chiefs come out and drop like you know 40 points or something in this game just because of the way the Broncos defense has been playing and you know the reason they traded Von Miller is because they've got a lot of young guys that they like along that defensive line and those guys have been producing like we saw what they did against the Cowboys a couple of weeks ago where they were just giving Dak Prescott problems all day they made him look uncomfortable the entire football game to the point where that offense just could never get anything going against the defense and their defense has been playing a lot better as of late. Now, they're not like an elite football team, so I, I don't think that they can truly shut down Kansas City. But they do run a lot of that two-man coverage that has give, given the Chiefs problems. And we've seen Vic Fangio 
give the Chiefs problems a little bit in the past, just with that defense and kind of slow them down and give them some struggles. But at the end of the day, it's Patrick Mahomes against Teddy Bridgewater, and Patrick Mahomes is just a better football player. And we've seen Teddy kind of diminish the value of all of those star Broncos pass catchers to the point where when Jerry Judy was hurt, Cortland Sutton getting targets like crazy, producing because he was just getting like 12 to 15 targets a game, like just insane volume. And since Judy has come back, they filtered so many of those targets to Judy that it's kind of ruined the upside of Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick to the point where kind of all three of those wide receivers are unusable <laughs> in fantasy right now. Like, I love Jerry Judy's talent. Right. I cannot wait until they get him a quarterback because I think that he can be a special player. It's just that, you know, Teddy's a, a limited game managing style type of quarterback who can give you a decent game here and there, but he still caps the upside of all of those offensive weapons. And so until they do something about that, I don't really trust them. Or until I see Judy really produce, he's not going into my lineups and he's probably going to have a tough matchup against Legereus Sneed in the slot unless they decide to bump him outside because Rashad Fenton's not playing. So I don't love the matchup for the Broncos' offensive weapons based on how this Chiefs defense is playing. I'm going to assume that it's real enough that I, I'm going to be a little cautious before I just plug and play those guys. That being said, you still have to get Javante Williams into your lineup because Melvin Gordon's out in this game. Javante Williams is a superstar caliber player in my opinion. And the Chiefs' run defense has been spectacular, but with a full RB1 workload, I'm getting Javante Williams into my lineup, and I'm not even questioning it. Javante Williams, part of your top three plays this week? Um, I don't know if he's top three, but he's he's in there. Like, Joe Mixon's definitely ahead of him. I really like Elijah Mitchell mm -hmm. this week. He's been an absolute monster when he gets the start in the full workload for the 49ers, and then... You know, they're going against the Seattle defense that is just atrocious, and everybody can produce against them. They're one of the worst defenses in the NFL. And without Debo Samuel, I really like Elijah Mitchell. I really like Brandon Ayuk. I think both those guys have potential to have huge games today. Brandon Ayuk's probably going to take a little bit of that Debo Samuel role. We've seen the Niners use him in the running game, kind of similarly to how they've used Debo this year. I don't know if he's going to get quite as many carries as they've been given Debo because he's been so unstoppable in that part of the game. But I think we could see Brandon Ayuk kind of step in to that role. I also really like Carson Wentz this week. Uh, he's coming off a huge three-touchdown game against the Bucks, and he gets the Texans who have been getting torched by quarterbacks all season. And that means I really like Michael Pittman. You know, Jonathan Taylor's going to produce. He's going to be a monster. Michael Pittman's been a little quiet lately because it's been the Jonathan Taylor show for the Colts. I think this is a huge bounce back game for him today, and he's got a ton of value on, on DraftKings coming in at $5,700. So I love stacking Carson Wentz and Michael Pittman today against the Texans. Serta, you were off last week, so now you need to remind the people where you can be this week. Uh, after the Chiefs game, before the Chiefs game, during the week, what do you do? Yeah, so you can follow me on Twitter at Steven Serta. And then immediately following the Chiefs game tonight, uh, me and my guy Ron Cop Jr. Mm. will have a post game live for you on Arrowhead Pride's YouTube, Twitter, or Facebook page. So make sure you follow us there. Make sure you follow us at, at Arrowhead Pride and ArrowheadPride.com. We've got a ton of fantastic Chiefs content that we do on a daily basis. My last question is Does Kendall accept the buyout? Uh, no. Okay. 
I just needed to know. Steven Serta, every week, 925 that this show airs. Thank you again. Have a great afternoon. Enjoy football, Serta. All right. Thanks, Dusty. You're welcome. After we come back, we'll talk to you about why it's okay Darren Waller's out. For those of you that got ahead of it when it comes to Vegas, also our 3 o'clock matchup, and then we'll dive into that Chiefs and Denver matchup as well right here on 610 Sports Radio on a Fantasy Football Sunday show. You're listening to Fantasy Football Sunday with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio, brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Back in 610 Sports Radio, Fantasy Football Sunday, Dusty Likens, Grant Nicholson. You can follow us both on Twitter just by entering our names. I promise it's that easy. Um, big day um, in fantasy football because you are, you know, closer and closer and closer um, to that step into the playoffs. Or maybe you're just getting further and further and further away from the playoffs which I've always wondered if your league is different, like if you just dumped all your players just for fun, just to watch it like a Hungry Hungry Hippo situation, just to see where it would go. Would you get kicked out for that? Is that like a, is that a Bush League move? If you're like last place, you're not in a dynasty league, you're just season long every year, you do a draft, you get together, you lie to your girlfriends or your wives to go somewhere and do a draft. It's, a, it's gonna last at least five hours. I got to get there at three. Dave loves to get set up. He depends on me for the sticky notes. Got to get there. 610 Sports Radio Fantasy Football Sunday Sunday Show. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, scenic views. Thanks to Steven Serta who just joined us and gave us all the advice possible. It's a big week because there's some juicy matchups. We talked about it earlier with the Chargers and the Bengals. Serta said the same thing. He loves that matchup. I love it when he agrees with me because we both agree that Carson Wentz is worth the play today. Very favorable matchup against the Houston Texans, even though it is on the road. Um, I don't think it matters. Houston's going to be playing with maybe, maybe not uh, a full healthy team. Brandon Cooks might be out. Rex Burkhead might be the running back for the Houston Texans. So big matchup today for Colts defense if you're starting them. Big matchup for Michael Pittman Jr., I think, and Jonathan Taylor once again. Uh, back in the MVP talks. But again, we mentioned earlier in the show, for those of you that uh, maybe just got in your car now, maybe you're hitting that ride to church, or you're going to breakfast, or you're doing something, going back home because you spent the night out last night having fun. I am jealous. Have have a good time with that. Um, but for notable guys moving forward, Jaguars running back James Robinson, he's questionable for today. But again, he's been questionable for like the last four weeks. He's bounced around from injury to injury. Um, but as Adam Schefter has noted, he has been hobbled for weeks but feeling better after Saturday's walkthroughs in practice. Um, Rams will test running back Daryl Henderson and his thigh before Sunday's game. Keep your eye on Sonny Michelle. If he's available in your leagues, just go pick him up, especially if you have Daryl Henderson, because there's a chance he could miss that game. And that is a big game. Rams uh, looking to kind of solidify themselves as a Super Bowl contender. It's been rough the last couple weeks from Stafford's wife throwing a pretzel at somebody to the Rams kind of not knowing what their identity is. Stafford, Good fantasy week last week, but I mean, again, three hundred, three touchdowns, one interception, a loss to Green Bay. This week, they get a chance to really beat up on a on a on a less superior opponent in the Jacksonville Jaguars. Tonight's matchup: Clyde Edwards-Alaire is listed as questionable, but expected to play. 
Um, and then the big news today for a lot of people, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins both playing today in their game versus Chicago. That is a noon game, an early start game. I like Kyler Murray in this game. I like DeAndre Hopkins in this game. Even though the Chicago Bears are um, only allowing about 218 yards per game when it comes to uh, passing yards, but again, Kyler Murray does it all. He does it with his feet, does it with his arms, does it with his mind, his eyes, whatever. At least two times today, we're going to see him in the Baby Yoda position as we dive into three o'clock matchups. Jacksonville, the Rams, we kind of just hit on it. I think this is the week that we see it all come back full circle. Sometimes you need that weak matchup to explode and get right back where you need to be, and I think that's what happens this week with the Rams. Stafford is my lock at quarterback as well as Tom Brady. I love Cooper Cup again this week. I think you see a big Cooper Cup game. Ten catches, 100-plus yards, maybe two touchdowns. It's been rough uh, for the Los Angeles Rams when it comes to not having Robert Woods. It's kind of affected that offense. It's kind of made that offense uh, a little bit different. Um, and change their dynamic. But again, you need to keep your eye on Daryl Henderson and that thigh injury if he is not able to go. Sonny Michelle gets it all. And if there's one thing we've seen, Sean McVay has really, really, really developed uh, their running back passing game. Daryl Henderson, I believe, leads percentage-wise all running backs in pass catches. Um, I think this is a tough game for anybody on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Trevor Lawrence gets to meet Aaron Donald for the first time. Oh, and by the way, his new sidekick, Von Miller's there as well. Jalen Ramsey in the secondary covers anybody like LaVisca Chenault. Not a good play this week. James Robinson, I mean, you probably have to play him. He's probably there. He's a a heavy volume guy. He's going to get a lot of volume in this one. He's going to be the guy that they're going to lean on when they're getting pounced 35 to nothing in the third, late in the third quarter. He'll probably get a lot of check down throws from Trevor Lawrence, who will be pressured all day by Big 99. Tough game for Jacksonville uh, in this one today. Rams defense, very, very streamable play in this one. Matchup number number two in the 3 o'clock hour, Washington football team at Vegas. No Darren Waller. That's okay. Foster Morneau, a play. Why? Volume. Talk volume all the time in fantasy football. This guy played 100% of snaps in the game that he filled in for Darren Waller. 100% means he was on the field. You cannot get any more great than that. Buster Monroe, a very, very solid play this week for the Raiders. I like him filling in against the Washington football team. Also, their tight ends back. Logan Thomas, also back against a team that gives up yards to tight ends. That's the game that Travis Kelsey finally arrived for the Chiefs. Even though he's been here all season, but it was like an arrival game for Travis Kelsey. Oh, there he is. Seven for 70 and a touchdown. But I think you can play Foster Monroe this week. I like his volume. I like the connection with Derek Carr. And again, Darren Waller's week to week, not day to day. Big difference, I think. Day to day, you're kind of hoping he'll play. Maybe he won't. Week to week, you're like, maybe this is the week they get back in there. But again, another play I like this week, Hunter Renfro. He's trying to be the next Wes Welker, Julian Edelman in that mold of players. He's got 82 targets. He's got two drops, and he's averaging 10 catches a game, or 10 yards a game. So he's averaging six, seven catches, 10 yards a game. That's good for 15 points a week. I'm okay with that. And another sneaky player like this week, Josh Jacobs. Put some respect on that man's name. He's been solid. Pittsburgh, Baltimore, slobber knocker. You know what this game is. It's also a bounce back game for Lamar Jackson. Shad Bateman's a big play. Sammy Watkins could be somewhere involved in this. I don't like Latavius Murray at all, but I love Lamar Jackson. 
bad game last week. Terrible game. Wasn't supposed to be terrible. Four interceptions. Somehow they still won 16-10 because Cleveland sucks. Lamar Jackson, big play this week. I like Chase Claypool if Ben Roethlisberger isn't retired by halftime. It's coming, though. He finally said it. This is it for Ben Roethlisberger. Swan song season. Does he just let it go? Is he hitting six bottles in the water like 10 cup and just asking for more mulligans? He doesn't give a rip. He's going to let it fly. Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Najee Harris. I'm still playing all three of them, and I'm still playing Lamar Jackson no matter what every week because this week, yeah, you can do it. 49ers, Seattle, Debo Samuel is out. Steven Serta mentioned Elijah Mitchell. I think Debo Samuel could be a big lock for fantasy MVP if it wasn't for Jonathan Taylor. Both guys have been spectacular. Also, what you're witnessing in Seattle, the end. The end of a lot. Pete Carroll might be out. Russell Wilson might be gone. That team just kind of really is going to let you down when it comes to the playoffs. DK Metcalf, still don't know where he was at last week. He was, in fact, you got to admit when you were wrong, my locket receiver last week. Didn't have a catch in the first half. I think he had two all game. Something's up with Russell Wilson. It's his finger. It's not fully healthy. That offense is struggling. No running game. They signed Adrian Peterson. Give me a break. Really? It's not a good matchup. It's not a good game. No Debo Samuel. Russell Wilson's like 50%. No DK Metcalf. He's 50%. Tyler Lockett. I'm sorry, Grant. He's getting affected in that offense. And with no running game, Seattle struggles. Finally, Chiefs Broncos. This is it, right? This is the big one. Tyree Kill continues to shine. Clyde Edwards-Elair, questionable game time decision, but he's probably going to play. He's going to play. Don't sleep on Daryl Williams. Travis Kelsey, he shines against the Broncos. But so does Tyree Kill, and so does does Patrick Mahomes. I think Patrick Mahomes is a top-five quarterback this week. I know Denver's defense has been solid. They've got a hell of a secondary. They're built to stop this Chiefs offense. It doesn't happen this week. I think Patrick Mahomes is good for a 300-yard game and three touchdowns. I truly mean that from the bottom of my soul. I think this game is going to be something different. I think somewhere along the lines of maybe like 31 to 17. I love Williams for the Broncos, just like Serta and I were talking about. No Rashad Fitton. That opens up something for a guy like Tim Patrick. I think they're going to try to keep Jerry Judy out of it. Cortland Sutton's going to kind of do what he does. Noah Fant doesn't scare me, although the Chiefs do struggle against tight ends. But this Chiefs defense is different. Teddy Bridgewater hasn't seen this pass rush, and if this pass rush is still there, Denver's offense goes down a notch. If Denver gets too involved on defense, tries to do too much, Kansas City's offense goes up two notches. It's a big game for both teams, but it's in Arrowhead. You know the weather outside. You can see it. Cloudy, gray, chilly. Temperatures are going to drop significantly throughout this game. So once this second half starts, Chili, not good for Teddy Bridgewater, but pretty good for Patrick Mahomes. So Mahomes is a top five quarterback for me this week. I love Kelsey in this matchup. I love Tyreek Hill in this matchup. Probably playing Tim Patrick. Monta Williams, I'm playing him as well. Big matchup there. It's Sunday Night Football for a reason. And then finally, Patriots, Bills. Monday Night Football. I think this is a big game for Buffalo. New England's played a few good teams in their little 6-0 run and solidify themselves in top-tier AFC talks. But now they play the big dog. This is a statement game for Buffalo. Do they want this to be their division? Do they want to see the New England Patriots hang around? I don't think so. 
I like Josh Allen, but again, remember, weather does play a key factor in this. And the guy that's coming up behind me, Nick Schwartz, Nick Schwartz, Nick Schwartz, he's coming up next. He reminds me that the weather in Buffalo is going to be chilly. 30 degrees, 20 to 25 mile an hour winds, hard to sling it. Home team advantage. New England knows how to play, but this MJ10, I'm dead serious. That's a real thing. He's trademarked it. Mac Jones 10, just like TB12. Telling you, I don't know what Bill Belichick's feeding them, but it's working. Ramondre Stevenson, big volume game. If it's cold and windy and brutal, big game there. Damian Harris, big game there. Also, welcome to the league, Kendrick Bourne, and you're welcome if you fantasy him on your if you roster him on your fantasy rosters. You're welcome. I tried to tell you this five weeks ago. Kendrick Bourne has arrived. That's it. That's all the matchups. We made it through. Nick Schrute's coming up next. Dwight Schrute's brother, but funnier, if you can find that hard to believe. Make sure you're locked in on 610 Sports Radio. Make sure you follow the Force to Punt podcast with myself, Dusty Likens. Thanks to Grant Nicholson for producing this program today. Thanks to Steven Serta as well for all his insight and input when he joins us every Sunday at 925. We are off next week because the Chiefs do play at noon. But remember, you can hear all post-game action with Jay Binkley for the Arrowhead Pride post-game show, Pete Sweeney, Josh Klingler, who's sideline reporter. They all join him as well. Thanks to you all. Have a good day. Enjoy your fantasy football playoffs if you are there. Good luck moving forward. I'm out of here. You're listening to Fantasy Football Sunday with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio, brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Holiday. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.